Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Let's go to let's get to Jeff Lloyd. Jeff, 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 what's going on, man? G Bush, how we doing this fine Saturday morning? I am beautiful, my guy. Beautiful, my guy. What's the what's the last what's the last CD you bought? Music CD. Do you remember? Oh God. God, it's been a while. If anything, I mean, I'm at a stage now where I'll usually buy like live concerts, stuff like that. Yeah, bootlegs, yeah. those type of things. You know, I mean, everything gets lost in a shuffle. You know what I'm saying? You get two, three tracks deep before you even get an album released these days. <laughs> oh, they, they nowadays it's like you don't even get me started on that. People just like, nah, it's just a single. Yeah, we're not, we're not, we don't do albums. This is we do playlists and singles and iTunes and all that good stuff. <laughs> man, good gracious, man. Uh, you know, let's get to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Bring in Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns podcast. Jeff, you know the the Baker saga is over, right? And um, you know, I'm trying to put this thing in context. I, you know, I saw the blog the blog the other day. You're talking about the situation. Um, you know where where it went wrong uh, for Baker Mayfield. Um, let's kind of go go back down memory lane. Um, when they first drafted Baker Mayfield, right? What was your – because you've been doing the Locked On podcast. Uh, you were there, uh, what, two years prior to Baker being there? I started in early fall of 17. So, obviously, everything, uh, you know, about 17 was, you know, the hopefully building up to the Browns, getting that number one overall pick in a class at the time that looked like it was extremely quarterback heavy. Um, you know, so uh, as, you know, 0-16 unfolded, as, you know, ridiculous and difficult that was, um, it was ironic enough because the Browns that year not only held their number one pick, they also held the Houston Texans' first and second round pick. Deshaun Watson went down early in the season with his ACL, which led to the opportunity for the Browns to be drafting first overall and fourth overall. Um, you know, there was a lot of talk about it, and I think the final decision and what we kind of heard was the reason they chose, you know, Baker is they felt at the time Baker was a little bit older. He was going to be able to handle the situation of coming into this team that was one and 31 at the time when he was going to be drafted. They just felt maybe where he was at, he was a little bit better equipped to deal with all the adversity that he was going to walk into. Um, at the time, the decision looked right and certainly looked right during 2018. You know, as time goes on, though, some things don't always stay the same. And, and, and when you look at that season, 2018 came around. Um, and I don't know about you. They had Tyrod Taylor, um, and it was crazy. It was crazy how Ty. Because if you go back to that year when Baker was rookie year, they should have won the game, the first game against. I believe did they played the Saints the second game or the first game. Saints. The first game was the tie against the Steelers. Yep. Week two was in New Orleans. A game 
that, you know, they ended up trotting out Zane Gonzalez, who had a you know pretty significant groin injury at the time. And there were a couple of kicks that he didn't make just due to the fact that he was injured, um, you know, set up for oh one in one and what was going to be the week three Thursday night game when the Jets came to town. And at the time, it was pretty something that pretty much, you know, altered the franchise in a pretty major positive way. Yeah. Baker Mayfield comes in. Um, there's a throw down the scene that he put the ball on money to Jarvis Landry. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, man, I haven't seen – and we've and the Browns went to the playoffs, right? I still haven't seen that type of energy in the crowd, in the stadium, uh, almost since that play. Uh, and when Baker came into the game, it was kind of like one of those things. He was playing against Sam Darnold, um, you know, so national TV. And he comes in, and, and that thing that Baker Mayfield had and, and he has is like almost like he's too uh, he's too dumb to understand that he's not supposed to throw that there, <laughs> but he puts it on the money and you're like, man, I you know this is what the the Marinos were doing, this is what the Brett Favre's were doing, and we kind of have a quarterback like that. Um, when he goes through the rest of that year and he he actually breaks the touchdown record, what what did you think? Um, what do you th- what did you think was the ceiling? moving forward uh, with Baker Mayfield? Because at the, at the end of that year, even in the Ravens uh, game, the last game of the year, they had the Ravens on the ropes. Um, you know, they looked like they were going to come back in that game. Uh, but the Browns in, end up going, I believe, 7-8-1 and one, um, and, and put up some victories. And seven games is big for anybody, a team that didn't get a win the year before. What was your thought after that season on Baker? I, I figured in, I think almost everybody, you know, whoever wanted to change their stories through the years, you're more certainly welcome to, but uh, you know, I'm saying there's always receipts on everything. There is nobody that covered the Cleveland Browns did not, that, that did not feel that this organization was forever changed, that they had the guy, the way he spoke, the way he put extra pressure on himself. A number one, Baker Mayfield always wants to put more pressure on himself, but as a quarterback, you're supposed to do this. You are supposed to take pressure off of everybody else on that roster. If it comes down to whether or not this, a team is about the quarterback, then you make life easier for your teammates. The way you do that is, you know, every now and then you throw out a quote that people are going to bulletin board. It takes the pressure off of everybody else on the roster. It makes it easier for them to do their jobs. Baker did all of that early on, made Miles Garrett's life easier. Miles Garrett can just go out there and terrorize people. It works well for Nick Chubb, who we all know is a soft-spoken player, does not like a lot of media time, just likes to be a guy who goes out there and does his business. But what he did for that team, you go to the Denver game, which was right around Christmas time. It was a Saturday night. Big drive to close it out, hit Antonio Callaway for a touchdown. You know, those now were winning games on the road which what you, what you saw with the Browns. Um, you saw him dismantle the Bengals twice, just literally light them up at home, on the road. Um, you knew you had a guy who you thought was going to be there for a decade. Certainly changed the way people felt about this team. This team for 2019 was getting put into more primetime games. You were able to, uh, man, you were able to uh, maneuver, maneuver it through free agency easier where there were actually guys now that you could talk to where in years past it would have been, well, unless you make me the highest played player at the position, I have zero interest coming to play for the Cleveland Browns. All of that stuff went on just because of what Baker Mayfield was able to do, taking this team from 0-16 to 7-8-1. and uh, Even that last game against the Ravens, you know, it didn't mean anything for the Browns. The best thing they were doing was playing for an over 500 record. 
but he went out there, threw three touchdowns that day. I think the confidence level of every Browns fan, everybody that covered the Browns, knew that following 2018, after all these years, after all that trying to be positive about things, it was time to be positive. This franchise was definitely now a different breed, and legitimate expectations were bestowed upon them. 2019 comes around, and you look around, and the Browns, uh, the year before, get Jarvis Landry, which would, at the time, I mean, Jarvis Landry was one of the biggest gets we've we've had. Gave him the contact uh, contract extension. Then you go out and make the trade for Odell Beckham Jr. and it instantly put the flashlight, the biggest spotlight the, the, on the Cleveland Browns. Just two years removed uh, from from going uh, winless to now, you you get Odell Beckham Jr., who obviously at the time was the biggest name in Browns history that they have ever gotten um, in terms of, of of a player in a trade or free agency. Uh, they get OBJ, and to me. I think this is where um this is where it all kind of started down. I think the the downfall with Baker Mayfield it, it starts somewhere in 2019 um and, and not being able to uh get the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. But if you look at it, I'm going to be honest with you. Even when you go back and look at it, and I always laugh and joke about that, even when you got Freddie Kitchens offense, they had a 1000 1100 yard receiver uh in, in Jarvis Landry Odell Beckham Jr. had 1,070-something yards. Um, both receivers, two receivers go over 1,000 yards same season, and Nick Chubb has 1,000 yards as a, as a running back. So the offense couldn't have been that garbage uh, if you could have that you know amount of, of production. But I think what happened was you started to see anything that Baker did was magnified because of the, just the talent that the Browns had. And I think it took a while for people to get – um, get recognized and get acclimated to that type of scrutiny. 2019, your thoughts on what went wrong there, and did you see anything that foreshadowed Baker's demise? Well, the, the oddity of it was, and I think that what basically the way it all went down is everybody saw Baker's tremendous promise after his rookie year. And, you know, keep in mind, a lot of that success, look, Jarvis Landry, 18, 19, was a solid player. But you're talking about other players in 18, Rashard Higgins, uh, Rashard Perriman. And Baker played really well with these guys. So everybody just figured, now you bring in, and Odell was still extremely highly regarded as one of the top wide receivers in the game. You figured you brought him in. You were now going to have a quarterback who was going to compete statistically with some of the tops in the game. You figured 4,000 yards was going to be the norm. You figured, you know, it was going to be knocking on the door of 40 touchdowns. They never gelled, ever. And, look, it's not a question of fault. It just didn't work. Um, You saw Baker Mayfield play statistically better with lesser caliber receivers than Odell Beckham Jr. for whatever reason. Did it get in Baker's head? Did he worry too much about the amount of, you know, targets he was getting towards Odell Beckham Jr.? Because in 2018, his rookie year, one of the things we kept reiterating week in, week out was Baker's getting to his spot, finding open receiver. It doesn't matter if it was wide receiver one, wide receiver five, tight end one, tight end three. Found the open guy, got the ball in his hands. Let's go get to the huddle and do it again. And I think once you got two high-end wide receivers into the mix, Baker had a hard time just focusing on what he did as a rookie that made him so successful and just finding the open man. 
They didn't win games. There were some ton, you know, very, very untimely interceptions on his part. The defense as a whole was not that great in 2019. They had a tiny margin of error as they were getting into games that were viewed as shootouts. So one interception early in the game certainly hurt Baker or affected whether or not they were going to get the win there. Um, the coaching, as we know at the time, was not very good. Um, I think everybody thought the players were going to you know, were, you know, overcome the coaching, which it didn't. It led to a 6-10 and 10 season. And now all of a sudden here was a team that people really thought you know, was built to compete for the long haul. And it had ended up having, after 2019, it ended up having more questions, certainly, than it did after 2018. Talking to Jeff Lloyd on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, talking a little bit about uh, Baker Mayfield. He was traded, obviously, to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, and, uh, you know, he we're talking about his time here uh, with the Cleveland Browns, where it went on, the legacy, uh, the ultimate legacy Baker Mayfield will have. Uh, moving forward, 2020 comes around. I think 2020 was was uh, a year that was kind of magical. And I think 2020 is one of the years is the reason why um, people – really uh, still hold on to Baker Mayfield. You look at what happened um, at the time. It, we didn't know whether or not the the Browns would even play. We didn't even know whether, whether the NFL would play. How would they do it? Um, you know, would, how could you play without people in the stands? Um, we're in the middle of the pandemic, um, and, you know, Baker Mayfield and, and head coach, new, uh, new head coach uh, Kevin Stefanski come in, and, and the Browns are rolling. Browns are doing something. Uh, the running game is dynamic. You start to see Kareem Hunt, the offensive line. Uh, you see the emergence of, uh, you, you know, uh, Teller. You see the emergence of a lot of different people on this team. Uh, and, and Baker, in the second, last eight games of that season, really bought into it in terms of the play action, the boots, the footwork, the precision. Um, and he was rated what, probably one of the top ten quarterbacks uh, at the end of 2020. What was it? Uh, and I and I think because of that, people really began to at a time of need. I think the Browns were their timely run really endeared himself to um, Baker Mayfield uh, in terms of of being a guy that leader that didn't do uh, what others had to do. He did what others couldn't do, which was get him to the playoffs. What do you think about the twenty twenty season and how that unfolded? Well, I mean, you look at it. I mean, and first of all, just to say some of these things, you know, four-game winning streak. The Browns had two four-game winning streaks in 2020. We're talking about a team, 1-31, 0-16, four-game winning streaks. The game in Dallas, Browns went down to Dallas and literally scored at will. Um, and obviously you saw the best of Odell Beckham Jr. at any time in a Cleveland Browns jersey that day in Dallas. They closed the regular season 6-2. and two culminating with the Week 16 win at home against Pittsburgh to secure the playoff spot that you were going to go have to actually play in Pittsburgh the following week. Um, everybody know how, knows how that turned out. And keeping in mind the adversity of going into that game, many players out, such as Joel Batonio. Coach Stefanski was in his basement back in Ohio watching the game as a spectator, just like the rest of us did. And the team found a rallying cry. You know, They found a way to all work together. And I think a lot of it was is – understanding, you know, for the Browns, essentially, that was kind of their Super Bowl then and there of this current group of Browns. Guys had never really played in big games, had never certainly played with much success, but they put together 2020 um, the way they did and found themselves to the playoffs. And this was a team that didn't have much on defense in 2020. 
didn't have much at all in 2020. Missed Denzel Ward for parts of the season. Uh, you had nothing really working for you at safety. Ronnie Harrison at times had some bright moments. But other than that, they really had nothing going on. You go to the week in Tennessee in December where you went down there and just dropped a bomb on a team that was highly regarded in the Tennessee Titans. You really, really thought with Stefanski, with Barry, with the way they were all working in unison, Baker down the stretch, he was eliminating the mistakes, which was such a key aspect for his tenure in the Browns. Um, so with no mistakes, playing clean, Nick, Kareem getting it done, even a little Dearness Johnson action into the mix. The 2020 season, had you believe going into 2021, that this team was not going to compete for the AFC North. This team is going to possibly compete for the AFC's spot in the Super Bowl. That's really where we thought everything was headed. And it truly was believable. And, you know, I know there are some who have, you know, work out there, and certainly, you know, media folks who have work out there, tweets out there, where they felt about this Browns team, you know, early January 2021 after it was over, after the loss to Kansas City, and how it all changed so much by come October or, you know, maybe November of 2021. But anybody who did not feel strongly about this team at the end of the 2020 season, uh, you know, they were either A, lying to themselves or just trying to be in the minority. Uh, yeah, I, I think even even myself, um, you know, there were some times where I questioned – um, whether or not he can get it done in the last drive of a game, and and that, but when you talk about being positive going to the next year, you know everyone talked about Super Bowl the next year, um, and that was where you know it kind of really um, fell apart. The next year, uh, OBJ uh, gets traded in the middle of the year. Um, he goes and goes to, out to LA, and then he wins the Super Bowl in a twist of fate. And then you take a look at uh, Baker Mayfield being injured the whole year. Um, in 2020, what do you think really sealed the deal and, and why? what was the moment where the Browns said, we got to move on? I think it was the problem that Baker was trying to play through it. And here's the thing. Um, you know, you can look at it and say, you know, kind of almost with an asterisk, oh, well, he was injured. But the problem was is there were weeks where it didn't appear the injury was having any effect on Baker Mayfield. The game at the Chargers. Uh, game the Browns should have won. The defense kind of let him down that day. But Baker Mayfield played pretty, pretty close to flawless that day. The road game against the Cincinnati Bengals. He was outstanding that day. So the problem was, is you couldn't say, oh, well, you know, the bad games, you couldn't say, oh, well, we know he's injured, this, that, and the other thing. There were guys open. They weren't getting the ball. What was the hesitation from Baker not getting rid of the ball so quickly? And so you can't you know, say, oh, well, he'll be better once he's healed because there were weeks where the injury was not at issue. So, and for him putting himself out there, you're going to be judged. Yes, everybody understands you're injured, but if you're saying you can go out there and get it done, then we have to judge you based on that fact. And there were just too many egregious errors. I mean, the Baltimore Raven game on Sunday night, the ball was all over the place, as everybody knows. Um, you know, uh, fumbled, fumbled the ball on what should have been a screen for a touchdown to Kareem Hunt. Um, the amount of turnovers back and forth in that game, there were so many opportunities where the Browns shot themselves in the foot. <clears throat> Understanding how injured he was, but yet trying to prolong a play um, which ended, you know, if you look at the Cardinal game, ended up to him taking some vicious, vicious hits in that game as well. You just got to the point where you had an issue in your head, you know, where you were questioning whether or not he could take you to that next level. The way the roster was constructed everywhere, 
You were good at running back. You were good on offensive line. You were good at defense. They had everything else. And they said, you want to know what? If we want to upgrade, we can do it by trading. We're never going to be a team that's drafting in the top three again anytime soon. So it's not we can go that route to get another quarterback in here. There's quarterbacks who are going to be available this offseason. If we are interested and we truly want to upgrade the position, our time is now. The Browns chose to go that route. Aaron Rodgers was never going to leave at Green Bay. Russell Wilson always had his eyes on Denver. Deshaun Watson, it was he was the guy that was going to be that chance for them to upgrade the position if they wanted to pursue it. Deshaun and his camp, after obviously $238 million guaranteed, decided Cleveland was the place for them. But it was the Browns were in a, a, a tough, tough spot. This was the only way, if they felt they truly wanted an upgrade from Baker, this was the only window they were going to have to do it. They pursued it with everything they had. And for you know, you have to base you have to base Baker's play on what you saw in 2021. You cannot use the injury as an asterisk, as a crutch. He chose to put himself out there. He knew how injured he was, but there were weeks where he looked really, really good. So it was hard to say that the injury was something that you know, prevented him from succeeding. And some of these throws where he wasn't being hit and guys were wide open and the ball didn't get there, you know, that's on him. That's on his mind. That's not a question of his physicality. That was a question of where his mind was at, at the time. Jeff, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Uh, all the best, Garrett. We'll talk soon, buddy. Have a great day. All right. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.